Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I want to welcome each one of you to the prayer line. You know, we are midway through the month of June already. That means halfway through the year. And I'm sure that many of you um, find yourselves quite busy. And it seems as if there are not enough hours to accomplish everything. But coming together on the prayer line is a great way to start the day, to be sure it is under the covering of the Lord and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Many of you are facing difficult situations, but be encouraged. God makes ways when there seems to be none. We can't always see how God is working, but know that he is. Let us lift our voices in a sacrifice of prayer this morning, and together we will lay out the pieces of our lives on the altar and wait, and just wait before God for the fire to fall upon us. Father, we give our hearts to you this morning. As we open, as we open our heart, give us the assurance that we can rest in you beside the still waters. Holy Spirit, show us things. Show us things that we have not seen or known before. This I pray in Jesus' name. Well, you know, we have a great team this morning, and we always like to introduce them. First of all, uh, the facilitator is myself. My name is Heather Dawson, and it is a joy to be on the call with you again. The one that is running the call this morning is Sidonia Fiesel. We're so grateful to God for her and the controllers sacrifice their time early in the morning to be sure that the call is up and running. So we give thanks for Sidonia this morning. And we have Sister Shirley Burke, and she's going to be praying this morning. So good morning, Shirley. How are you this early morning hour? Good morning, Mother Heather. I am well. God is good, and today is a great day. Hallelujah. God is good, and it is a great day. Yes, it is. God bless you. We're delighted that you are with us this morning. And then we have um, Minister Linda Lightfoot, and she is going to be doing the devotion this morning. So good morning, Minister Linda. How are you? Good morning, Elder Heather. I am blessed on top and rising. Yes, uh, I agree with you. I'm on top, I'm blessed, and I'm rising also. Praise the (laughs) Lord. (laughs) So let me ask, are you ready? Are you ready to do the devotion? We are ready. Yes, we are. Okay. (laughs) Since we've already prayed, we've opened ourselves up. Our hearts are ready. They're open to receive the word from the Lord. So may the Lord bless you as you come at this time, Minister Linda. 
Okay, good morning, everyone. It's a great day in the kingdom, this 14th day of June, and I want to give honor to God and acknowledge and say good morning to our bishop, Bishop Christopher Carl Smith, our pastor, Pastor Adrian. Happy birthday, Pastor Adrian, Um, and to all visiting pastors and clergy, to my New Destiny worshiping family, friends, and guests, God bless each and every one of you this morning. Our topic of discussion this morning is the benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's coming from Acts chapter 1, verses 4, 5, and 8. It reads as follows. And while being in their company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with, placed in, introduced into the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 and 8 reads, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. Our resurrected Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was giving final instructions to his disciples before he ascended to the Father. And while being in their company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. And he went on further to say in Acts 1 and 8, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. We've come to understand the promise of the Father is the gift of the person of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. And we have also come to understand that God has given us this wonderful gift that we as citizens of the kingdom of God would have an advantage in living the God-prescribed life. God the Father knew that without his help, we could be no match for the enemy. So to ensure that we would be successful overcomers and not defeated victims, he gifted us his spirit to dwell within us. Yesterday, we examined the benefits immediately seen at Pentecost. Today, we're going to look at more benefits of having been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit convicts us. It is by the power of Holy Spirit that we realize that there's a need to change our standards of living, change our minds, change our hearts toward people, situations, and circumstance. Holy Spirit persuades us to call upon the name of the Lord by showing us the error of our ways and bringing us to the point that we acknowledge a need to have a change of heart. Jesus says of the convicted power of Holy Spirit in John 16, 8 through 10, and when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness, 
uprightness of heart and right standing with God and about judgment, about sin because they do not believe in me, trust in, rely on, and adhere to me, about righteousness, uprightness of heart and right standing with God because I go to my Father and you will see me no longer. First John 1 and 9 tells us the personal impact of having a change of heart. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Holy Spirit saves us. Do you know that it's not by your own accord that we are able to say that Jesus Christ is Lord of all? It is only by the power of Holy Spirit that we can even utter the name Jesus and recognize him as Lord of all. 1 Corinthians 12 and 3 says, therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit of God can ever say, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can really say, Jesus is my Lord, except by and under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. And Romans 10, 9, 10, and 13 says, because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on Christ. And so it is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God, and with the mouth he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking him as Lord, will be saved. Holy Spirit baptizes us and seals us into the body of Christ. A good illustration of this can be seen when you think of Holy Spirit as a vast ocean. There are people and vessels that navigate the ocean. These are people there are people that swim on the surface of it at various beaches, and there are some that get into various vessels that carry them further away from the shore so that they can dive into the deep, being fully immersed. Those that accept salvation and remain near the shoreline of the beach of the spirit are merely floaters, limiting their oceanic experience. But those who desire more of him are moved by vessels that are carried by the winds of the spirit out into the deep, away from the shore so that they are fully dependent on God as they plunge their souls into full immersion of the spirit through faith. First Corinthians twelve thirteen tells us, for by means of the personal agency of one Holy Spirit, we were all, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, baptized and by baptism united together unto one body and all made to drink of one Holy Spirit. We see at Pentecost that everyone present was fully immersed into the Spirit. They, under the total influence of Holy Spirit, and as a result had a new experience in their spiritual walk, 
that impacted nations. Acts 2 and 4 says, and they were all filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. As a result of 10 days of prayer in the upper room, those assembled experienced the Spirit of God being in the in there and up on them simultaneously. Holy Spirit facilitates our salvation. He seals us into the body of Christ according to what we just read. For by means of the personal agency of one Holy Spirit, we were all, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, baptized, and by baptism united together into one body and made to drink of one Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30 tells us, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him by whom you were sealed, marked, branded as God's own, secured for the day of redemption, of final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. Holy Spirit is the mark or kingdom seal from the signet ring of our holy king. The signet ring is the ring which had the kingdom seal, which represents the irrevocable signature of a king. In the times of old, when the signature of a king was placed on a document, they would melt wax, and while the wax was hot, the king would press his signet into the wax, and the seal of the kingdom would be seen in the wax to confirm the declaration and approval of the king. When we accept Jesus as our Lord, Holy Spirit places the kingdom seal on our adoption papers and on us confirming the declaration of our no longer being slaves to the kingdom of darkness, but now adopted free sons and daughters kingdom citizens of heaven and children of God. Romans 8.15 says, For the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father. Holy Spirit fills us with the love of God. The evidence of his presence in us is referred to as fruit. The fruit of a plant is the ovarian portion of its reproductive system. It produces fruit according to the nature of that particular plant. The spirit-filled children of God produce fruit according to their spiritual nature. The nature and DNA of God is love. 1 John 4 and 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is springs from God. And he who loves his fellow men is begotten, born of God, and is coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of him. And Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, an even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things there is no law that can bring a charge. There can be no charge brought against you in the court of heaven if you are practicing these things 
even though the accuser of the brethren may try, he can never win against love. Holy Spirit helps us to pray God's will. We need Holy Spirit in order to be able to pray with precision and perfection. Holy Spirit prays the kingdom agenda because he knows the heart of God, whereas we tend to be concerned with our own agenda. James 4, 1 through 3 says, what leads to strife? discord and feuds and how do conflicts, quarrels and fightings originate among you? Do they not arise from your sensual desires that are ever warning in your bodily members? You are jealous and covet what others have and your desires go unfulfilled, so you become murderers. To hate is to murder as far as your hearts are concerned. You burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment, the happiness that you seek. So you fight and war, and you do not have because you do not ask, or you do not ask God for them and yet fail to receive because you ask with wrong purpose and evil, selfish motives. Your intention is when you get what you desire to spend it in sensual pleasures. Romans eight twenty six through 27 says, so too. The Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. Holy Spirit leads and guides us. It is our advantage to adamantly trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not to our own understanding because Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. One of his attributes is omniscience. He is all-knowing and there is nothing hidden from him. Everything is laid bare before him. His eyes are to and fro in the earth, beholding the evil and the good. Having him in us definitely puts us at an advantage. John 16 and 13 says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So along with the gifts of spiritual insight, the gifts of spiritual hearing, and the ability to step from the earthly realm into the spirit realm, we now have these gifts that are not so easily noticed by the naked eye to give us the advantage in this world and enable us to complete our journey to the next. God bless each one of you. Wow, 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 wow. What an awesome devotion this morning. I pray that you were listening intently I know that um, Minister Lightfoot said so much this morning about Holy Spirit, and it is probably 
um, good if you go back and uh, listen to the call this morning. You'll be able to do that later. It will be uploaded so that you can do that. Um, you know, she said so much, and I know that she was she was trying to get it all in, and she did an excellent job. It was just powerful, powerful. But one of the things that she did say, and I just kind of thought about that, you know, are you a floater? Are you just on the edge? Or are you a vessel that is carried by the Holy Spirit into the deep? Wow, what a statement. What a statement. Floaters or a vessel carried into the deep. So thank you again, Minister Lightfoot. Linda, that was awesome. Just absolutely awesome. Praise God. Um, I want to go at this time to um, our uh, prayer warrior, our sister Shirley Burke, and she's going to share prayer requests and uh, give any praise reports. So, Shirley, please come at this time. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word about the Holy Spirit that we so desperately need in our lives, Lord God. It is what keeps us, Lord God. And I thank you today, Lord God, for everything Minister Lightfoot said, Lord God, is so it is so what we need, Lord God, in this hour, Lord God. And I thank you this morning. Hallelujah, Lord God. Father, we give you praise and we thank you for your mercy, your favor, and your redeeming grace. And we declare we will always bless your name and your praises shall continually be in our mouths, O oh God. Hallelujah, Lord. We turn to you, Lord God, according to the multitudes of your tender mercies, Lord God. Turn, Lord God, to us, Lord God, and do not hide your face from us, for we need you in our lives. Father God, our souls will boast in you, hallelujah, and only you, and the humble shall hear of it and be glad, for you are good, O oh God. You are merciful and you are kind, and your mercies endures to all generations, and we say thank you, thank you, thank you. God, we ask for forgiveness, Lord God. We fail never, Lord God, hallelujah, to ask for forgiveness, because there's sometimes we do things we're not even aware of, O oh God, and we want to stand in your presence, Lord God, girded up with your word, Lord God. With nothing else to hinder us, Lord God, from touching heaven that you would move in earth, O oh God. And we give you praise this morning for forgiving us, Lord God, for anything we've said or done, Lord God, that went against your very words, your character, or been disobedient in any way. And we thank you, God, for you are faithful and you are just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And this in Jesus' name we pray. Father God, you are already know, Lord God, what the needs of your people are before we even speak a word. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus that gives us access to the throne of grace, Lord God. And we come boldly this morning, Lord God, to make our requests known. We have no praise requests, praise reports, but we know God is faithful and somebody has received their healing, Lord God. Somebody has been delivered and set free, Lord God. So we give you praise for it, Lord God. Though it's not spoken, we know it is done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a request from Mother Alma Barrow, who is in the hospital praying for a divine intervention of healing in her body and strength for her husband and family. Father, we thank you for Mother Alma this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah. She's asking for an intervention, Lord God. That means she needs you. She needs you to come into that place, Lord God, where 
where only you know, Lord God, what she needs, Lord God. And I thank you this morning, Lord God. And we set our hearts in agreement with the faith of your word and your will for the prayer she had asked of you, Lord God. You know the depths of her soul, Lord God, and what she's cried out, Lord God, as she lay in that bed, Lord God. Hallelujah. You created her body, and you are the only one that can heal her, Father. And we declare the word of God over Mother Alma this morning and call upon Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. You, my Shabbat, have given us access unto your name, Lord God, that we can call upon you as healer, Lord God. And we declare the word of God over Mother Alma and call upon your name, Lord God, in faith. Hallelujah for her divine healing. Touch every part of her body, Lord God, that is being challenged with sickness, but nothing is too hard for you, Lord God. We decree and declare Jeremiah 17 and 14 over Mother Alma, saying, Heal her, O Lord, and she shall be healed. Save her, and she shall be saved, for you are her praise, O God. Ah, yea, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for every strike Christ took for her healing, and we claim it in Jesus' name. Father God, we ask and thank you for your peace and comfort over our husband, Lord God. Hold him tight, Lord God, and the family, Lord God. Hallelujah. Anyone that's distraught because of what she's going through, Lord God, may they find the peace in you, Lord God. May their faith grow stronger every day to trust you for the miracle Mother Alma is asking for, Lord God, to raise her up from that sick bed, Lord God. Let their sleep be peaceful and their rising up be filled with thanksgiving as they trust you without worrying or doubting at any time, Lord God, for Mother Alma's healing. Father, give the doctors and nurses the mindset to not give up, Lord God, but to stand in faith, trusting you for her healing, and not doubt you when they have exhausted everything they can humanly do. This we ask in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for her life today. We give you praise. We have an anonymous request for prayer of agreement for protection and deliverance for our sister that is filled with the Spirit of God, whose life is being threatened by a relative who is not saved, nor has she provoked him in any way to make threats against her life. Father God, we set ourselves in agreement with your word about this situation, that no weapon formed against our sister will prosper, and every tongue that rises against her shall be condemned, for it is her heritage, Lord God, and we decree and declare it is so. Father, we thank you for the power of faith to believe the word of God, that she will walk in it without fear, doubt, or unbelief. For we know you are with our sister and will never leave her nor forsake her in her hour of need. Father, we thank you now for revealing yourself in this situation on behalf of the believer and the non-believer, Lord God, an opportunity for your grace, hallelujah, to show forth in this situation. Father, we pray our sister will continue to declare the word of God over her life with the assurance the weapons of her warfare are not carnal, God, but they are mighty in you to the pulling down of any and all strongholds that threats against her life. May she pray prayers of deliverance and salvation for her relatives and trust her testimony to be a witness by showing the love of God for his life. Father, whatever is out of order in this relative's mind, we ask you to bring it into order and transform his thinking. We pray for his mental state and deliverance from all demonic forces that is causing these violent threats against our sister's life. We declare the word of God in Proverbs 3, 25 through 26 over our sister's life so that she will not be afraid of sudden terror nor trouble from the wicked threats of her relatives. But, Father, you will be her confidence and keep her foot from being caught in any traps. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Father God, we lift up Sister Yvette Antoinette this morning and her family, Lord God. Father, as they eulogize her eldest brother today, Lord God. 
Father, we thank you for your loving arms that surround them with comfort and peace as they stand on the truth of your word. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Father, as they mourn the loss of a son and a brother, Father, catch every tear of sorrow and turn them into joy for the moment they will look back and rejoice over your goodness and salvation in his life that was a witness to so many, Father. Father, holy that mother ever so close, but you know the heart of a mother, Lord God, for her children, Lord God, and oh, it's hard when a parent loses a child, Lord God, but you know best, Lord God, and we thank you for your sovereign will today, God. May that, Lord God, continue to look to you for her strength and peace. Father God, we thank you for continuing to heal for her health, Lord God, for her family, and for your strength in her body to accomplish everything you have called her to do at home and on her job. Father, may the love of God they have for one another continue to be a witness to those in their family and everyone they encounter that are yet to believe in the saving power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Father God, I'm so thankful for this opportunity today to stand in your presence, and I thank you for healing, hearing, Lord God, and healing, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for answering according to your will and not ours, Lord God. And in your name and in your time and in your purpose and plans for our lives, Lord God. I thank you for Mother Alma, Lord God, for our anonymous requests, Lord God, that came in. And for Sister Yvette and her family. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Shirley, for that powerful prayer this morning. And I would like to share a praise report that came to me, and it's from Sister Rosemary Williams. Uh, she had eye surgery yesterday, and this is what she said. Good morning, family. The surgery was successful without any complications. Thank you so much for your prayers and telephone calls. So we do rejoice with our sister Rosemary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Ezekiel 34, verses uh, 15 and 16 from the King James Version says, I will feed my flock. I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick. And so we stand on the word of God. We stand on the prayer that was offered up this morning by faith, and we know by faith it is how we receive. Hallelujah. I want to go back to uh, Minister Linda Lightfoot to see if she has anything more that she would like to share with us. Uh, Minister Linda. Yes, I do have something else I'd like to say. Before I say that, i got to say I felt the fire on that prayer this morning. God bless you, Sister Shirley. (laughs) Uh, uh, Holy Spirit is our security system, and we need to keep in mind that he is instrumental in our deliverance, our keeping, and our serving. Everyone at Pentecost that was baptized, baptized 
was baptized into a work, the work of spreading the gospel to all nations. Don't be afraid to do the walking and let God do the talking. Don't worry about your perceived inadequacies. They were canceled by the gift. Jude one twenty four says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. What an awesome gift our Father has given us. Aren't you glad he kept his promise? Now let him help you to keep yours. God bless. Amen. Amen. Yes, aren't we glad? And we can say a very loud amen and hallelujah. Praise God. We always want to acknowledge uh, the bishop that, and the pastor that God has set over New Destiny, and that's Bishop Christopher Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. And as was stated, uh, happy birthday to our precious pastor, Adrian. Uh, we give thanks to God for the shepherds that he has placed over New Destiny. And we just believe and we trust and we pray and we uphold them that all their needs are met and that they are kept in divine health, but that they are led by the Holy Spirit. You know, many pastors are um, discouraged. Many are just walking away. It's not an easy place for pastors to be over a ministry, over a, a people that have come. So let's uphold them. Let's continue to pray for them every single day. They need the strength that comes from Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, Abba Father, as we close, we want to give thanks to you. We honor, we honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we are dependent. We are dependent on you, Holy Spirit. You guide us. You lead us into all truth. You speak only what you hear the Father say. You are the active presence of God in the believer's life, in our lives. You are the one who comforts us. You teach us all things. You lead us into victory. You lead us. So we pray this morning that you will sharpen our vision to see. Sharpen our vision and unstop our ears to hear and to understand truth, to understand all that you are in our lives. We want to be kept from the deception of the enemy. And so I pray over your people this morning, Father, that they heard the word. They heard the word spoken this morning of the importance of Holy Spirit in our lives. And I pray, Father, I pray all those requests will have praise reports. We will hear how God intervened on behalf of each and every 
need that was presented this morning. We are so grateful, so grateful. Hallelujah. So I pray this in Jesus' name. And I want to say as we open the line this morning so that we can pray and worship together, I'm going to ask that you please pray in your heavenly language only. See, praying in the Spirit will build us up in our most holy faith so that unlimited power will flow, enabling us to do the work of Christ. And we know, we realize that maybe not all of you are filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But we want you to join in with those that are praying. Lift your voice. Give your praises. For we are one in the Spirit. Hallelujah. See, the Holy Spirit is a gift. He's a gift to the believer. And if you will but ask God to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come and indwell in you. And if you but open your mouth, he will fill it. And you will receive. Amen. So please open the line and let's all pray in the Spirit this morning. Hallelujah. 